Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Endgame Heroes podcast, the weekly podcast where two best friends talk about movies, TVs, and you heard it here first, folks. We're finally talking about video games. I'm Jack. This is Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. My name is not Kyle. My name is Link. And we're here to get through <laughs> with that one. And we're here to talk about all things video game related. As of the time of the recording, uh, we just had the PlayStation uh, showcase yesterday, and we've been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda separately. Um, we initially recorded an episode last week, but that one did not record properly, thanks to Kyle. And so uh, okay, we're going to talk a little you know. bit about Zelda again. We're going to talk about... I'm not assigning blame, even though it was your fault. I'm just stating facts, okay? Like it wasn't no my fault. Here. It was OBS's fault. Like there's literally. No so for the listeners out there, for last week, we actually had a, a really fun episode. I had a good time. We did like a Marvel movie tier list, which we talked about doing previously. Jack kind of tortured me a little bit. Had a couple spins on it, <laughs> and we have that list. I'll probably just share it on Twitter or something of our actual tier list that was made mainly by me with some input by Jack, just kind of torturing me like puppet master style. But yeah, it was, it recorded the whole episode according to OBS. And then I go to stop the recording and instead of it stopping, it said stopping recording dot, dot, dot. I'm like, Oh no. So I let it sit for a few minutes. It came back and it was still going. So I closed out OBS and uh, it's like, Oh, don't do that. The recording will stop. If you close OBS out, I'm like, good. I want it to stop. And so I closed it out. Uh, the went to the file where the, podcast was supposed to be and it was 18 minutes long which for context the episode was an hour and a half so i felt like it was silly to upload an 18 minute episode well let's be real here neither like we have never put out like we are not capable of putting out only an 18 minute podcast yes um but yeah so that happened and it really sucks too because we had a I, I i would say that we had a real banger of an episode yeah um and uh you know, like I, I may or may not have, you know, given out the winning Powerball numbers, um, and uh, that's everyone's losses. Blame Kyle. Yep. Uh, but anywho, we will start things off. Just again, like I guess more than surface level at this point. Uh, but you know, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about the new Zelda game, and then we're just going to dive into the PlayStation Showcase. We have not talked to each other about the showcase at all uh off camera or anything like that so our takes are gonna be fresh for the first time and uh yeah uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom what do you think yeah so i will try to avoid like big spoilers there'll be some minor spoilers at this point the game's been out for two weeks tons of people have bought it i know last week it's like 10 million copies in the first three days so it's huge huge hugely successful game very great game i am probably like and hours in um, for me, that's actually a lot of time to put to a game, but it's on the switch. So I can kind of play it for five minute bursts here on the go, do a shrine, pop out, whatever. Um, I, I really like it. I, I wasn't sure when the last trailer dropped for the game and they were showing off all of like the building and crafting. I'm like, Ooh, that's not really my thing. I'm not a Fortnite guy. I've never played Minecraft. I just don't really, I'm not that creative builder type. So I was nervous. I wouldn't like the game. And, I was totally wrong. Like it's so fun and it's it's a it's a blast. The longer you're in the game, the more the crafting becomes second nature. You don't even really have to think about it. Like I'm not very far in the game, especially compared to Jack, which I'm sure he will elaborate on. But it's fun. It's 
not overwhelming. I know it can get overwhelming. I've seen things on Twitter that are just insane what you can build in that game, but the game's massive. Uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild was a massive game to begin with, and Tears of the Kingdom just dials that to 11. That being said, I'm only 10 or so hours in. I still have a better first impression from Breath of the Wild, but that's hard to beat considering how revolutionary that game was. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like a lot of what you're saying. Um, I totally get what you mean about like the first impression just because like this is something that is like really more so like adding onto like whereas Breath of the Wild, it like changed completely like the formula that they had. So that's totally fair. Um, I will say like, so like I am... I'm a significant chunk longer <laughs> into the game than you are. I don't know my hour count by now, but it it took over my life for a little while. I've taken a little bit of a break these past couple of days just because of the new Destiny season drop, but we can, yes. we can get into that later. Um, but uh, yeah, so this game, like this game is solid. And like, <laughs> I guess I, I was a little bit more unhinged last week whenever we talked about Zelda and I'm not quite there energy levels now, which I'm sure Kyle appreciates. <laughs> but um, my general premise that I had that you will never get to hear that I'll just like very lazily go through now is that if you were one of the like whiny cringe lords on the internet that was saying that this game shouldn't be $70 and blah, 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 you're a virgin, we get it. Um, you're literally the dumbest human being to ever existed. And that was the dumbest take I've ever heard in the world. And Trump was president for a while. So like, it's, you're really stupid for saying that this game was fantastic, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It, it adds so much to the like Breath of the Wild universe that like, if you're just not a fan of the Breath of the Wild style, then I totally get it. This is probably not the game for you because it is still very much that game so like if you don't like you know like the weapon durability the cooking the korok seeds the shrines instead of like really big temples then it's it's still probably not going to hit for you um even though there are temples in this game but or like dungeons they're like halfway between like dungeons that i'm used to from like wind waker twilight princess and the divine beast like they're a step in between they, they are Minor spoiler again, but they are actually called temples in this game. I'm actually at the first one in my playthrough right now. Okay, yeah. So, but um, so that they they added that they added a lot of um enemy variety. Yes. Like the, the the world is so much more lived in now, and like there's also like there are a ton more like little side quests and adventures and. Um, a lot of changes too. So like the, the general like topography of the, the kingdom is still like more or less the same. Um, but you know, like it's evolved, you know, like villages have changed, towns have changed, characters have changed. Um, we get three levels of it too. So like, you've got all of the crazy, ridiculous stuff that you can do on the ground level. Then, you know, spoilers, you got a bunch of stuff in the sky islands that you're doing. And then, I guess this is technically spoilers, but like, so like all of these islands that got like shot up from the ground, well, what did they leave? Giant holes. You go into the holes, boom, underground, a third level that is just filled with more enemies. The and size resources. of the main map. It's yeah. Literally. The whole size, whole size yeah. of like the main map. So like the, it's literally like two and a half times bigger than like what Breath of the Wild was. Cause like the sky stuff isn't like the whole map, but like it's it's still just it's 
gargantuan. Um, the powers themselves, I really missed some of the earlier powers from Breath of the Wild at first. But, like, once you start thinking with portals, like, you, I haven't looked back. Like, I don't care that I'm, like, like ultra... It's it's basically, like, um, did you ever watch... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get real dirty here. Okay. Did you ever watch Ben 10? You know, I'm aware of what Ben 10 is, but no, I didn't watch it. Okay, then let me give you another version. Uh, this one you'll get. Um, so, the powers in Breath of the Wild... It's like if you're like going Super Saiyan and then the powers that you get in Tears of the Kingdom is like Ultra Instinct. Like it's just it's not even fair. It's like the next step in evolution. Like Ultra Hand is literally Magnesis, but better in every conceivable way. And like just like things like that. And like the biggest praise that I can give it like, yeah, sure, it still runs at like 30 FPS, but like generally speaking like i put so many hours into this game and like it really doesn't drop frames for me it has not crashed a single time um and it like it works like whatever ridiculous like enemy of man creation or concoction or solution to a thing you can think of you can do it like they drop you into a sandbox, they give you the tools, and then they tell you the rules. It's like, hey, this is how, like, this tool works. Anything that you could imagine that abides by this tool working this way, you can do it. And there are just virtually no limits. And it's ridiculous. And, like, it, it's so dumb. Like, it sounds dumb to from the outside in. But when you look at so many games that have released in, like, the past let's say half year so that we can include Pokemon on the Switch for comparison's sake. Uh, if you look at like a lot of releases in the past half year, like so many things just don't work. And when I say don't work, I'm not talking about like a story perspective or a writing problem or a dialogue issue. I mean, like it's literally unplayable. Like you physically cannot boot up the game or it crashes 80 bajillion times or it doesn't have progress for your saving in a multiplayer game or whatever. Like this game works. They took this astronomical idea and like these ridiculous tools that shouldn't work and it just does and that is like the highest form of phrase that i can really give this game is because kyle like you're still very early on once you start really thinking with portals like you're gonna be like okay what if i made like a, a like an automatic autonomous flying gundam with a just it an irresponsible number of laser turrets that just seek and destroy my enemies. And yeah, you can do that. You can build that. And then you can save it with the auto build. So you can just eat resources to just spawn a Gundam anywhere you are at any point. And like, there's just so much that you can do. It is hilarious. They've added so much. This is easily game of the year. Like, I know we talked about this like slightly in the episode that was never released. But, like, in my mind, like, playing with it even more, there is no shot that any game can come out and, and like, topple this for Game of the Year. They, they can be in the conversation, as they rightly should be. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful for Spider-Man and Starfield and Diablo and Final Fantasy sixteen. But, like, uh, yeah, Star Wars 2 I would even throw in there for the conversation. But, like, legitimately, like, there's no shot in which case any any two of those games have no shot at being beating Tears of the Kingdom for Game of the Year. This is a masterpiece 
on a different level. This makes Breath of the Wild look like a shit game. <laughs> That's how good this game is. Yeah, so, like, my... I, I do have complaints, but they're more personal complaints. Like, you mentioned earlier, like, if you don't like the Breath of the Wild style, then it's not the game for you. I don't like the Breath of the Wild style of Zelda, but I love Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I don't like weapon durability. I don't like... uh all the recipes and cooking like i hate cooking in games like when pokemon added that like in pokemon scarlet and violet shiny hunting is the easiest it's ever been and i refuse yeah. to do it because i don't like making sandwiches in that game and like I, I, I only i only cook in zelda when i have to and i just i don't enjoy those aspects in zelda specifically but i mean i my favorite zelda is like I love Skyward Sword. I know that's an unpopular face. It's kind of my favorite Zelda, but like I love Skyward Sword and I get a lot of Skyward Sword vibes from Tears of the Kingdom. It's like, you know, like Skyward Sword introduced the stamina meter. Like it was different in that game, but like Skyward Sword was actually a pretty revolutionary game that no one played because the people were done with the Wii by that point. And the Switch port's actually really good. But like, yeah, I still, but despite all those things, the game is so well made and it works. That being said, too, I don't know if I'll ever build a laser-style Gundam because, to me, that's not Zelda. Like, that's just not what I want my Link to do. Like, I want to ride a horse through a field with a sword and slice some bokoblins. Yeah, I mean, you got to do it once, though, just for just so that you could say you did it and then never do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's the thing. Cool. There's so much you can do, but I don't know if I want to do it. Sure. I um, mean, that's the perfect thing too. Like you can do, like you can do whatever you want or don't want in this game. Like you're, you're, you're like all of these like crazy cockamamie, ridiculous things. Like none of them are integral to the story. Mm. None of them are integral to the sandbox. You know, like it's there if you want it. it. Like if you are like the, the Fortnite Minecraft builder, like congratulations, you can build giant roaming death robots. Um, But like, Otherwise, like, you can just, you know, like, play it the normal way. But they also added a lot of, like, quality of life changes, like recipes now for yeah. food and cooking. To where, like, once you've cooked something, you can just select that recipe and it'll select whatever ingredients you use from your inventory to make it. And it'll just auto-do. So you can just, you just bop, 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 rapid fire. You know, like, they made some changes to horses. You can upgrade horses now. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say right now, like, if you're like super into tears of the kingdom and like if you just want to like cheese the heck out of this game you can go to austin john plays or uh rage gaming videos and they've got tons of videos like you can like you can like dupe weapons and monster parts and get like infinite rupees like these things are all there in the game and like some of them i'm sure will probably be patched out eventually but some of them probably won't because nintendo just kind of doesn't do that most of the time uh and it's like so like you can get whatever you want so like if you're the type of person that boots up gta and you like would put in cheat codes to just like become god like you can even do that here like there's just so much and like again like it works it, this game shouldn't work like technically speaking it shouldn't be possible yeah. it shouldn't work but it does the, the fact that recall and ascend don't break the game it just blows my Busted. mind yeah. blows my mind it's insane <laughs> yeah, I, I think I it took me six months to beat Breath of the Wild originally in 2017. I played it solidly for six months, put like 90 hours into it, loved it. And uh, I feel like this time around, it'll probably be a similar timeline for me to maybe a little bit longer with the baby on the way. But like, 
that's the beauty of the Switch. I play mostly handheld anyway. So I hopefully will, you know, actually get to you know beat this game eventually, but it'll probably take me a hot minute. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. You know, like it took me forever and a half to beat Ganon in the first one. You know, like I'm just I'm going out there, I'm exploring, mm-hmm. I'm doing everything. You know, like I got the master sword before I went to the first temple in this game. Um, because you can just do that. I thought <laughs> about it's, doing it's not that. hard. It's pretty easy. Yeah, I thought I'm pretty much right there where I could. I probably need like one more upgrade. But I was like, I'm over here. I'm just going to do one one temple to see the scale and how to do it. And let me tell you, I did the uh, the Rito one first. Mm. I, I couldn't find Tulin to save my life. Like They're <laughs> like, hey, he's in a cave. There's, there's a fire uh, outside of his cave. No, he wasn't. He was on top of a mountain. Sorry. Like, yeah, that's a it, minor spoiler there. But like that, they were telling me to go the complete wrong way. Well, like, if you go through the cave, then you'll, like, talk to another NPC that's like, hey, he went further in, and then, like, you get further, and then it's like, hey, he went up top, and then you go. So, like, it, like, leads you through. Yeah, I never found the last part. I was, I was, I was eventually, I literally, I went to, like, the tower nearby, and, like, sky dove from that, like, seven times, just, like, looking for flames to find out where this little bird was. Oh, man. I was getting so yeah. mad. I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I googled where he was. Yeah, no, no shame in that, dude. Like it's this is this it's it's the golden age. We have the technology at the the yeah. palm of our fingertips or whatever that yeah. uh, Spider Man quote is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's it's just like I can't praise this game enough. It does it did everything that I think they set out to deliver in terms of it being a sequel and also just in terms of being like a really good ass game that like is a conversation and like you said like it sold 10 million units in three days breath of the wild not sold, counting digital yeah breath of the wild sold ballpark about 30 million in its lifetime of like what six seven years now yeah and like this did a third of that in a weekend again not counting digital like it's like it, it's insane like th- this and again it's ten dollars more expensive they're feasting over at Nintendo mm-hmm. right now. And like, yes. you know, you see all of the interviews like, yeah, this type of like structure is like essentially like how we see Zelda moving forward in the future with like new iterations and things like that. And I'm just like, it's like, you know, at first I was thinking that's like, oh, I don't know if I want every Zelda game to be like this, but if it comes out with this level of polish and also this level of like feedback that is represented because a big thing was like from the first to the second was the lack of temples and Mm -hmm. things like that and like the lack of enemy density and all of these different things the fact that they did take all of that feedback and they really did work on that to get us to where we are now um i feel pretty good about that like as long as we like whatever feedback we have on it you know like just keep giving it politely constructively and you know like yeah let's see what the next zelda game is in uh 20 30 yeah pretty much i would what my dream would be is for nintendo to have two teams having the open world team and having the linear team and you know maybe i don't want them to have like three pillars because like i like 2d zelda games also um but i think still over overall 3d is a way to go but like having your wind waker twilight princess ocarina of time style and then having your breath of the wild style that's that's what i would wish yeah, you know, every and, every three years, right? Like have one every three right. years. That way you have six years uh, d- for development. It's a long time to make a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, they could Call of Duty it that way. And I, I yeah, I would be fine as long as we have like a very 
healthy amount of time in between each team's game coming out because like again like I don't want this to get scarlet and violeted, you know, like, I don't don't want this to be Redfall. I want the, the, like, Zelda needs to be prestige in the same way that Mario has to be prestige. Like, it has to be good, you know, like, it's got a hit. We haven't had a Mario game, like a core Mario game, since Mario Odyssey. How crazy is that? It's been almost seven years since Mario Odyssey. Yeah, Same year as Breath of the Wild. Insane. That's when I bought my Switch, was... uh, when Odyssey came out, I was working at um, uh, the electronic shop at like the electronic section right? at Smiths, yeah. yeah, which is like a Kroger brand. Um, and like I bought the Switch and I bought Mario Odyssey and Zelda, and like I never looked back. Didn't and, like now I've just got all these. Things. Didn't you play Breath of the Wild originally on the Wii U? You bike day one. Um. N- I feel like you no. did. I feel like you did. I think I did. Because I bought a Switch day one, and I feel like you said, nah, I'll wait to buy a Switch till later. I'm pretty sure you played Breath of the Wild originally on Wii U. Because like, oh, you're, you're a TV, like, yeah, you're a TV guy like, anyway, so like, I guess that would make yeah. sense. It was the same system, basically, as far as architecture goes, so... Yeah, that's that does sound like something I might have done. <laughs> so speaking yeah, speaking cool. of the Wii U, I think that's the perfect time to transition to yesterday's PlayStation Showcase. Oh wow, that's the segue we're gonna go to. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're gonna go through this. So this is specifically the PlayStation Showcase. This is the big event that like where they announce a bunch of things. Historically, we get like some gameplay and like some cool like developer talk. You know. What is on the horizon for Spider-Man? What for Spider-Man? What is on the horizon for Sony? <laughs> Head of Sony, Peter uh, Parker. Yeah, what is what is on the horizon for Sony in terms of like what are we supposed to be excited for over the next like season and to year into like, you know, like at least this year and like hey, let's let's get a couple of like let's wet our whistle with like a couple of cool things like for the years to come just so that like we can get some hypeness going. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's so like overall, there's a overall, big difference uh, between state of plays from PlayStation and a PlayStation showcase. Showcase is meant to be the premier experience. We don't get them every year. It's been two or three years since we had the last one. We've only had two before this technically, and they were both bangers. Like the PS5 original showcase was awesome. So a lot of people on the internet were expecting the world out of the showcase. Um, what were your thoughts? What would, you, what would you, what would you grade it? Just top line, like the showcase as a whole, what do you grade it? Like a six. That's like being gracious. Okay. I was pretty, I was pretty let down overall. So six for us is an okay. Okay. Um, five is mediocre. And if it wasn't for Spider-Man two, I probably would have given it that five. For me, it was mediocre. I would give it a five, um, as a whole. Yeah. Um, specifically because like for the most part, like almost the entire duration, I'm just, I like, I, I found myself getting bored Oh yeah. or like checking my phone Mm -hmm. or like, just like kind of just like, it's like, Oh, did I like miss, uh, did I miss something? Like, what, what did he just say? I had to rewind it. I was not paying attention. Yeah. Like it just like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm excited for a lot of the stuff that they showed, but like. I think that they used the wrong adjective to describe this yes. PlayStation event. This was this was not a showcase. No. This was supposed to be a state of play. Like this mm-hmm. was the 
they they said the 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 wrong word, but like we did get some cool stuff, but yeah. it's just not like my expectations were not aligned at all. And it, you know, a lot of people's expectations were not aligned with what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so like to me, it just sounds like there is just like like someone in marketing just like really screwed the pooch in marketing this as a showcase rather than a state of play or, you know, like a, a PlayStation direct, like just whatever word or adjective mm -hmm. you want to use. They sh I think that they should have set expectations more so in a, like a, Hey, there's not really going to be any developer talk and there's not going to be a whole lot of gameplay. This is going to be like trailers just to get you hyped. So like if they could have said that Teasers. a week ago when they announced this, yeah, they weren't even like, saying it announced that then it would have been cool. Yeah, they weren't even trailers. Like, they were cinematics, which, granted, like, pretty much everything looked bombastic, but, like, they were cinematics. Like, almost every single one of them even said, like, at the bottom of the screen, like, captured on PC or not, not actual, actual game, game yeah. footage or, like, whatever. So, like, like, pretty much all of it is fake. It's just there to get you hype. But whatever I was there to, like... Like, I wanted to listen to Insomniac talk about, like, oh, this is how Peter Parker punches in the new Spider-Man game. And, like, we spent $44 billion to get, like, the twist of his wrist right <laughs> so that, like, like that's what I wanted. Like, I wanted, mm -hmm. like, a deep dive into, like, games, and that is not what we got. I'm pretty sure Jim Ryan spoke a total of, like, a minute's worth in, like, two points in this whole thing. And that was it. It just went from trailer to yeah. trailer. It didn't even have, like, an... And now the next trailer, it just went bop, 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 yep. bop, down the line. Yeah. I've... So for me, it was mediocre because like it just, it couldn't, it couldn't keep me excited because it wasn't what I was like wanting it to be. Yeah. Um, And like, I would even go so far as to say if it were like not labeled a showcase, but like a, like, Hey, this is just going to be like a hype trailer type of thing. I still wouldn't give it that high of a score. Because, like, again, like, um, almost none of this was captured in-game. Yeah. Like, almost none of this is, like, indicative to what the actual gameplay is going to look like for any of these games. So it's just, like, mm -hmm. like there were a couple of moments where I was just like, oh, yo, this actually looks pretty sick. I'm going to have to keep my eye on that. But I also remember thinking that about things like... Um, Watch Dogs. Radio, uh, <laughs> Watch Dogs and um, uh, Redfall whenever that was like first announced and uh because it was like oh left for dead that'll be great to play with the homies physically can't even play that game it's broken uh <laughs> and bad mm -hmm. uh but what's what was the extraction shooter like rainbow six rainbow extraction? six extraction yeah the one that they the change from quarantine to extraction yeah i was super excited for that one whenever they first showed it like i remember watching that with some of my homies like back in utah and we're like Yo, this looks excited and then just like dead on arrival just yeah. no one cares no one wants to play it and yeah. it's and like and then i feel like it's just kind of like I, i've been beaten down even more because like sony talked about that same day they're like 60 percent of our like game budgets is going to like uh like live not service like yeah, into live service, which is a very wide net for them. Like they count like the the sports games, like MLB the show, they count that as a live service. So yeah. it's not like entirely hopefully just like battle pass, season pass, blah blah blah. But that's definitely disheartening because like Sony is like the premier like single player. This is gonna be game of the year. This is gonna win every accolade and get its dick suck like game, you know, like that's who they are. At least, like, as as far as, like, what I think of them for being known as, you know, Uncharted, The Last of Us, God of War, 
uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Horizon, like all of these, Spider-Man, like all of these games are like these just Omega, like these are water cooler games to mm -hmm. talk about. And like, these are the type of games that like can be made into HBO TV shows that do incredibly well and set the world on fire. Yep. And for them to be like, mm, live service, I immediately go to like, oh God, is this going to be like Gotham Knights or the Suicide Squad, which isn't even out yet? Like, that's what I'm worried, you know, because like, yeah. just like, they were also talking like their goal is to have like generally, like they want to have around 12 live service games. Terrible idea. And like, yeah, you want to talk about it's like, okay, so like 11 of these just don't even have a shot at life. Yep. <laughs> like they are going to come out and just immediately get new. <laughs> so my, my thoughts uh, like watching this show, like I had it on, I was watching it and it's like, okay, 20 minutes in, man, they haven't shown anything yet. 40 minutes left, 40 minutes in. I'm like, oh man, Metal Gear Solid three remake. We knew about that. Cool. Nothing else until the end with Spider-Man, which we knew about like talking of live service games. Like where was last of us multiplayer? Like that was a shoe in to be there. The fact that it wasn't there tells me that it's e one of two things. Either A, it's being saved for yeah. uh, Keeley yep. to be able to do something with, or B, it's having some development troubles and it is nowhere near ready for them to like show even a cinematic yes. for. Like that's, that is, my guess would be like the former just in terms of it being this the studio that it is like with naughty dog um but my fear is absolutely that it is the latter and that like oh they're struggling and like they need to go back to the drawing board and like it just threw a wrench into their plan so they're like oh no 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 yeah. no mention of this at all we're not even going to acknowledge that it is a game we're just gonna sweep it under the rug and move past it like it, yeah it gave me what was the what was the Microsoft? I don't think it's even out yet. The the pirate ship game. Oh, is Ubisoft's uh, Skull and Bones from Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, it's that's been in development for like over a decade, and there's just no shot that it comes out, let alone that it comes out good. I feel like that game was announced while we worked at Best Buy together. <laughs> yeah, that was that would have been like circa like what 2013, 2014. Well, yeah, because I know like. I guess it wasn't technically because like Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out as a launch title for PS4 and Xbox One, and I had uh, I was working at Best Buy then. So I mean, like, that was 2013, I believe, right? Oh, maybe it was 20. I think yeah, I think I think they were 13. I could I could be wrong, but yeah, like I remember in this showcase, which we'll get there in a second for the full like breakdown, but like when Jim Ryan comes on the second time after showing the Gran Turismo movie trailer, I was like. We have one game left to show you. And we hadn't seen Spider-Man yet. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I know it's Spider-Man. I know I'm excited. But, like, Spider-Man should have been the opener. And Last of Us multiplayer should have closed it. Period. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, sure. But, like, given the fact that I don't think that Factions is in a, no. like, state that can be shown, you know, I would much rather not see it oh i know like a broken awful but like that's what we expect is especially with them talking live service which they this was live service the showcase like almost every game they showed that was new was a live service game and i guess that's where we can like just start um there's not super many to note so we can kind of like blaze through them but the first one is a pretty significant one 
Um, so Haven Studio, Jade Raymond's uh, you know, yeah. new studio, who is a former Assassin's Creed original developer from Ubisoft who left Ubisoft to go make an EA Star Wars game that then got canned from that. Um, no, sorry, not Star Wars. She went to Google to do uh, a Stadia game, and that was shut down because Stadia closed. So now she's at yeah. Sony making this game. In this game, it's called Fair Games with like a dollar sign for the S at the end. And it just gave me huge Watchdog vibes in the worst way possible. Mm. It did not, this trailer did absolutely nothing for me. And I was super upset about that. Yeah, it didn't really do much for me either. But I mean, like, you know, stealing from the rich. Like, yeah, that's cool. Let's go murder Bezos or Musk or whatever. Yeah, I'm just... I'm. It, we have payday. Just, we have watchdogs. Like I, I, I this is this is not a unique idea. GTA yeah. Five online, like, yeah. You know what I want to do? You know what I do whenever I want to play payday? I just play payday. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Unless, uh, and now, granted, like all we got was a cinematic thing, like a teaser trailer, no gameplay or anything like that. So like they could come out swinging in yeah. a year from now with something cool. But like based off of what we see. And what we've gotten from game studios in general, whenever I hear live service, I immediately go, this game is going to suck. Yeah. Like that is my knee jerk reaction. And that's awful because I want every game to be good. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be for me, but I want it to be good. I want it to service whoever the audience is, no matter how niche they may be. And whenever I hear live service, I immediately think, oh, this is going to be an awful shitty game that's going to come out. It's going to get panned. It's like developers are going to get death threats and yep. things like that. And, and then, then the like, game will the close game down in like three months. Yeah, the game will close in less than a year. The studio will close. A bunch of people are going to get laid off and lose their jobs. And like that is what happens to, I feel, anecdotally, I feel like that happens to about 90% of anything that would be categorized as a live service game. Unless it's like, your destiny. It, yeah, and, and that's the big exception. And like anecdotally, I would say if... Like, I would grab a bunch of prominent community members from Destiny. Like, I would get, like, your Dados, your Aztecross, your Frostbolts, Grenader Jake, whoever is, like, a Destiny person that you, are like, recognize the name of. Bring them out there to your live service game. Show them everything. Like, NDA the hell out of them, but, like, show them everything. And then just ask them a single question. Is this a Destiny killer? Or, or rather, like... Can you make a video where the thumbnail is like a picture of our game and then destiny killer question mark? Because if the answer is yes, do not make that game. It will not kill destiny. It will not compete. It will suck. It will close. And it will lead to all of those horrible things that I just said. Stop using destiny as an example for like, oh, this is what we have to strive for. Because like destiny, destiny almost killed itself a couple of times. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's like, you're not going to get there, like in this marketplace where like the, the landscape is just saturated by live service, everything, like everything in their mother is trying to sell you on an effing battle pass now. And like, none of them are like putting in the time to like, actually like make it good. And like these games, like they die by population. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and you can only play so many live service games at once. Like you physically just can't. Yeah. And too much to manage. Yeah. It's too much to manage. The FOMO gets real out of hand real fast. Yeah. And it's just like, it, like the, to me, every, 
basically every single like live service game here with like maybe a couple of exceptions that they showed aside from destiny is just an immediate like i'll watch things about it as it comes out but i fully expect it to literally not even last six months yeah so or it's just gone so going into some of the announcements i'll just read off some of the ones i think were kind of interesting um and then because i mean there are there were 37 total announcements according to greg miller um not not counting like an actual like he counted like grand turismo as an announcement which is a trailer so but 37 a movie trailer that came yeah about a month ago yeah so well like, it was a, it was a new trailer it was a new trailer i the, it, was, it was literally the same trailer they just cut it differently <laughs> like there was nothing new to be honest i skipped it i just fast forwarded was, through it there was there was no new footage in the trailer it was technically a new trailer but like in yeah. the same way that like it was new bonds in the big short like it's like they're not really new it's the same old pieces they just cut it yeah. over. so uh hell hell divers 2 got a trailer that was the second thing that was shown to us and i i actually thought the trailer itself was pretty funny it was very awkward and cheesy but like it was cheesy enough to where it actually made me laugh a couple times i mean the game i'm not interested in at all i did not play hell divers 1 Two, they shifted perspective from top down to third person. It looked pretty. It was that one of the few things we saw gameplay of, but I just I'm not into that. But the trailer was funny. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be something to keep our eyes on. I'm sure the 40 people that like love Helldivers one are super excited. And I'm super happy for anyone that is excited for this game. I hope it's yep. good. Yeah, um, going down the list, like you have all these random things. Like Phantom Blade Zero looked pretty cool. It yeah. did. That one had my interest yeah. for a minute, mm-hmm. but I, I just, it, it, I'm gonna really have to see how that combat yeah. goes. You it, know, it, like it, that's, it tried, that's how those like those games live and die by like how satisfying the combat is. It looked like a cross between like Ghost of Tsushima mixed with like Neo, but more like quick time heavy. So, yeah, we'll have to see that once we, like, see more gameplay of how it actually plays in real time. They do way too many cuts to really get a vibe for it. Yeah, the the combat looked, honestly, like, it looked almost, like, button mashy or spammy to me, which isn't yeah. typically something that I enjoy. But, like, we don't know that because we didn't get any gameplay, so we're just left wondering to our yeah. own devices. Well, we had gameplay, um, just not, like, demo-style gameplay. Yeah, well, we didn't get any commentary to be, like, like, we couldn't see someone with a controller just, like, furiously button mashing <laughs> or, like, you know, pressing a couple of buttons to combo. Like, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Um, what about uh, Immortals? Yeah, that or... that, that game, this, don't release that game. They're, they don't even bother. There's so many things here. Like, these are all live service games. Like, this, so Immortals of Avium, it's an EA Originals game, comes out on, on everything in July. I never heard of it about it. It's a pretty game that is going to, no one's going to play because it's first person melee combat. And those games don't work. The only one that has worked that was melee combat focused was for honor. And that's like the exception to the rule. And that was third person. Yeah. So I don't know. That game Uh, didn't do much for me. Ghost runner two didn't do much for me personally. I know people like ghost runner. Did you play that? I did not know. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel like I just, uh, like, I got the wrong thing here. Like, it's, uh, I'm waiting for an actual showcase to talk yeah, about these I games know. so that I can decide whether or not I'm interested. Well, in well you you do have Cat Quest, Pirates of the Peribian, Peribian. Okay, so I'm <laughs> not going to lie. I'm 
actually more interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More. I know. I'm yeah. also I'm also interested in just like a standout. We'll go back to some of the others, but the Plucky Squire. Yeah, that looks fun. also looks like a really fun like, like Paper Mario like almost thing. Yeah, like yeah, it looks fun. Um, uh, never, never, never. No. That one, that one also looks like it'll probably be like a heart wrencher and yeah. probably like a pretty short game, but it, it looks like fun. Um, Sword of the Sea, it like I is so is it a Journey sequel or no, is it? It's, not? The, it's the the artist who worked on Journey is also working on this. They it was the people who okay. made the Pathless. So Journey, they made a game after that released on iOS um, for like Apple Arcade. Called, I forget what it was called, like fl not Flow or Flower, but it was after that, and it was like a flying game, and uh, I never played it. But the art style guy, whatever, is working on this game. I, I believe I could be wrong on that. Mm -hmm. well, he's working on one of them, and all these games like blend together. Like the the next game on the list is the Talos Principle Two. I I couldn't tell you which game that was. Uh, a follow up to the critically acclaimed Talos Principle, which mm. was released in 2014, according oh. to Polygon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, well. It's known for its use of philosophy and puzzles to create something truly unique. It's known for sense. it's known for nothing because no yeah. one's ever heard of it. Um, yeah. yeah, the one that I thought was like WTF moment was um, Foam Stars, a you know four v four like Splatoon like <laughs> game from Square Enix, where it's like these celebrity lookalike people like just having foam guns and like having foam parties like Splatoon style. If this, this one was, yeah, definitely uh, like what in God's name. Yeah. When, when <laughs> we, when we saw this trailer, I'm like, Oh no, this showcase is not going to be good. Like, there, there's no saving the <laughs> showcase. Like why was this not in like a state of play or just a random trailer from Square Enix? Like why does this game even exist? My question is, why did they spend the time and resources to make Foam Star? Yes, like, <laughs> like why? Because <laughs> like the the because again, like the cinematic, like they had me interested. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, this looks really cool. Like, is this how it's gonna? And then they go to the gameplay, and it's not like that at all. It's like, oh, I'm immediately, I don't care at all. Like yep. literally zero percent care. Uh, like they've got like a waifu character that is like sort of like their version of Tracer from yeah. Overwatch and it's Splatoon gameplay and it's going to be live service I'm sure and mm -hmm. it's just it's going to it's going to come out it's not going to do well it's going to get canned and then that branch of Square is going to close so they can finally get bought out by Sony yep. and then Teardown was next and that was like oh is this a, a new Minecraft mode it, it looked like yeah. Minecraft and then it wasn't Minecraft I'm like how are they not getting sued by Microsoft right now for this game um, that, that was weird. And then, so the next game was uh metal gear solid Delta snake eater, which is not metal gear solid three. Now it, it was originally three. So, uh, it's a remake, which we all knew about. And the trailer was like this weird teaser where you just see like a swamp and some fish and some birds. And then like a snake gets eaten and you're like, Oh, are they about to like, this is how they're doing it. And then solid snake or big boss comes out. And I, I've never played like Metal Gear Solid three. I've only played like four and five. I've always I've always wanted to go back and play them. Um, so more exciting to me. Obviously, this game looks fun, and I I feel like I know Metal Gear Solid three is. Does like, it though? 
does it look fun well, or does the cinematic look okay. fun? Well, what I mean is I know Metal Gear Solid 3 is a, a beloved game and okay. I know and it, it visually it should look good. Um, so and the fact that they're redoing this one first tells me maybe because, you know, Kojima releases games in weird orders and not chronologically, maybe they're going to remake the games and put them out in release order. That, that's the way yes. I take it. Here's my hesitation with Snake Eater. Um, which, by the way, fantastic, like, name to go after, like, the colon in a game. That just sounds cool. Um, here's, here's where I'm hesitant. Who's making this remake? They didn't say. He didn't say. And, like, if you go to, like, their Twitter, it literally just says, from development team. Like, yeah. it doesn't say, like, there's no way to know who is attached to this. And, well, like... It, it's it's hard for me to get excited because of that. Like, if they had announced, like, Bluepoint is working on, like, this remake, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, I'm down. Like, I'll give you three, like, games worth of money. Just, like, get this out there and make it be good. But, yeah. like, yeah, like, without knowing literally anything about, like, who is attached to this or who is involved or not involved, it it is just a, well, you know what? They're really good at making cinematics, whoever they are. <laughs> Yeah, like, let's hope that carries over to well, the rest of the game. They have the Fox engine; they might as well use it. Kojima couldn't bring it with him. That's why they made the Decima engine or chose the Decima engine. But yeah, I think what that tells me is that it's an internal Konami team that stopped making video games years ago to work on pachinko machines, and now they're getting back into game development, which is kind of scary because I know there is a rumored like Castlevania game from Konami coming as well. So I feel like. Konami is like, hey, we took 10 years off of making games. Let's get back into it. Let's do a new Metal Gear or remake and then a new uh, Castlevania as well. So, well, I mean, yes, yeah, they, they probably looked at Capcom and like how they just like kind of pun not intended how they like rose from the dead yeah. in, mm -hmm. in terms of their like games catalog. And they're like, hey, you know, like what if we just like made like really, really high fidelity remakes of like some of our like super popular beloved nostalgic games and it made them just in it just an irresponsible amount of money and the, like Konami is just like, well we have beloved properties that are super mm -hmm. nostalgic that we like we could do that and like hopefully there was more thought than that that went into it but yeah. oftentimes i assume the worst and uh i'm usually i'm usually right uh, <laughs> which is sad um but generally speaking yeah it, we'll see i hope it's the next resident evil like reboot franchise like i want it to yeah. be like the next remade franchise because that would be sick i'd love to be able to jump into like the older Metal Gear Solid games yes, and which, like, just be able to expect these to come out every decade or so. And the, the the thing I was actually more excited for, which I was uh, getting to and I actually forgot, was after they dropped this new Snake Eater full remake, they announced a volume one of like the Metal Gear, like not not exclusive connect, uh, collection, but like definitive collections where it's one, two, and three. Not, not four yet, which four is still locked to PlayStation 3. It has never been playable since anywhere else. So I would assume a volume two is coming, which will have like Peace uh, Peace Walker uh, from PSP four and five, maybe redone a little bit. So if they can do those and do them justice enough to where they're decent, that would be all I would actually ask for from Metal Gear. Don't make any more new Metal Gear games. Like that was that was Kojima's thing. Let him go. Yeah, but when it comes sure. to like Castlevania. 
we used to get a Castlevania game like every year. Like there are so many Castlevania games and they're all good. But like they just stopped. Like they made Lords of the Shadow or whatever they was called like on 360 and those games tanked and then they just stopped making games. It's sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on to less relevant things again, Towers of Agsaba. Um, never heard of that. I I thought it, I I'm looking at the the name of it right now, and like I'm not dyslexic, but sometimes I'll look at things too quickly, and like a different word will be what I see than what's there. And I thought it said Towers of Agrabah. Oh, I could definitely see that as Aladdin. a as a dyslexic person, I could totally see that. And it's just like, it's like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? Like, honestly, like, I want more games like this and like the Plucky Squire. Like, I just want like fun little indie things that are different and unique. And even if they're not that great, uh, they're going to be shorter and probably cheaper, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, hopefully they, they come out and they're like really good because like indies are some of the best games. Yep. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, and then so next we got our uh, another trailer for Final Fantasy 16, which again I am very excited for that game. We didn't need to see more of it here. I get why they did it. People thought we were going to see Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, the next remake sequel game. It, that was a stretch. I was hoping for it, but 16 comes out in a month. I get why they did it. It just sucks. Yeah, it it would make zero sense to me just from like a like business perspective for them to to mm-hmm. even acknowledge the next remake. Yeah. Whenever you have 16 that's literally about to drop in a month. Um so I get why they like mm-hmm. did another trailer, but like again, like how cool would it have been had this been like a showcase where they like we get to talk to like a developer about literally anything or we get to see like some gameplay of anything early. And, and like, I'm saying this, like I was never really a final fantasy like player, which is shocking given that I love JRPGs. Um, but like, I'm interested, like I'm, I'm planning to buy and play this game. So like, there's no point in like showing me trailers. Like they're selling to a sold man, you mm-hmm. know, like they, they should just stop because the more they show me at this point, the more chances there are for them to just accidentally shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's just what it is. But like, I mean, it looks gorgeous. And like a lot of the, the preview stuff that people have gotten have said like, yeah, this seems pretty cool. So like, I'm still interested, but it's just like, yeah, I didn't really need it. I get why they put it here. Didn't need it yeah. though. Yep. It's probably some marketing deal they have with square if I had to guess, yeah. but um, Alan Wake two was up next. Um, Alan Wake was one of those games I always wanted to play and never got around to. It's on modern platforms now, so it's very accessible. Alan Wake 2 looked different. Um, it looked like you weren't even playing as Alan anymore. You're playing as someone else. And like it looked like Alan was the bad guy, kind of. Like he was creating this world or something. It was weird. Um, the the biggest piece of news that came out after though is it's a digital only release game published by Epic. Um, and they are having it be digital only because for one, most sales of their previous games were digital and it helps keeps the cost down. So it'll stay $60 instead of 70. And two, like, let's be real here. Like you, you, you get, you, you don't even buy games physically anymore when you buy them physical. Like you're not buying the game. <laughs> like Unless if you're Nintendo. Yeah. But like, other than that, like there's nothing on the disc. So yeah. it's like, 
yeah, save money and like look at them actually passing the savings on to the consumer. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I'm I'm actually a big proponent of that. I get that not everyone lives in an area that has like good internet so that you can just like be downloading everything but like at the same time like how many games are you like downloading at once you know like yeah. you, like you could probably chug it through like overnight while you're asleep yeah and it's just like like that's just where we're going and like again like i get that you want to like own it physically so like if it gets delisted or something like that you still have it but like with how games are now like you might not even still have it even if you own the disc because like mm -hmm. it, it's just a key so it's like yeah. Well, the biggest thing for me is having the disc is cool because there is data on there, but it's the unpatched version. So you're going to have a broken game more than likely because people ship games now relying on day one patches. Yeah. So unless if like, even Zelda had a day zero patch, so the actual cartridges needed updates. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, next up was Assassin's Creed Mirage which did nothing for me. I used to love Assassin's Creed, and then I just, they, they were too many of them. They got too big. By the time Origins came out, I was just done. This one's like a step backwards as far as like the scale. It's like a sequel to Valhalla, originally playing as a DLC. It did nothing for me. Uh, were you ever an Assassin's Creed fan? I enjoyed the first three. Mm. Um, they were fun, and I thought that they were really cool at yeah. the time, you know, like, for what they were. Um, and then, yeah, like, they just started getting bigger and more just, like... The story got out of hand, too. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe them other than, like, they just got super Ubisoft, yeah. you know? And, like... Like, some people like that. More power to them. They are cranking Assassin's Creed games out, like, every year or other year again, like they mm -hmm. used to and how they said they weren't going to. Uh, that's fine. You know, we're all hypocrites. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I like, you know, that it's smaller because I think that's one of my big problems aside from, like, all the Ubisoftness with, like, the most recent trilogy of Assassin's Creed games. It's like... They're just so big, like, like you're giving me a chore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, something smaller would be cool. I'm more interested in the one that's supposedly set in Japan. Yeah. At some point, that's the, like, if any Assassin's Creed game is going to get me in, it's going to be the Weeb one. So, like, that's the one that, like, has to come out and be good. And, like, I want there to be, like, actual innovations. Um, but with Ubisoft being who they are, I'm not expecting innovations. So, mm -hmm. like, it'll probably be something that I guiltily buy and then never play. Or I play for a couple of hours and I'm like, ah, damn it. It's still Assassin's Creed. It's still mm -hmm. just something that I can't get into. And then it'll yeah. just go onto my digital pile of shame. There is a game you might want to check out then if you are interested in that. It's called Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yeah. No, love Tsushima. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that game already exists. It's fine. Just play that game instead. Where, where's Sushima 2, you cowards? Give right? us a cinematic trailer for something I care about. Let, let, let us know what's coming. Um, one more thing with Assassin's Creed before we move on. Um, I actually have a weird fondness associated with Best Buy in Assassin's Creed when I worked there. Um, I was replaying all of the games leading up to Assassin's Creed 3 because I thought the idea of like the American Revolution was really cool for Assassin's Creed. So I was like playing like one, two, Brotherhood, Revelations, all that beforehand. 
And uh, do you remember, I don't even know if you get the chance to go, when we were at Best Buy in like 2012, they had this weird like program initiative where they were sending their employees out of town to stay in a hotel for like five days to learn how to sell better. And they were supposed to do it for the entire company. I remember that being a thing, but I came in after that was already okay. like Kaputsky. So like I only yeah. ever heard about it from okay. people that had been there longer than me. So I did. And I was like, wow, that seems like yeah. a waste of money. <laughs> out of the store we worked at, we sent one group and I was in that group. Man. So I brought like, my my Xbox 360 and I brought Assassin's Creed Brotherhood at the time. And like I would be getting paid at Best Buy during the day to get the, all the stuff, free food at night for like a, like a carpe diem theme. And then like I would just play Assassin's Creed Brotherhood in my hotel for like five days straight. And I have a really fond memory of that because that game is really good. And it's just, it's yeah. this weird association. I thought you were already there at that point. That's crazy. No, I came in, I believe, 2013. Okay, so that that... Borderlands 2 released while I was there. So what when did that come out? Let's let's see the release date for that. Because that would determine when that was. Uh September 18th, 2012. Okay. Wow, you're ancient. You were just get in the coffin, Jim. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Well, you were there when Pokemon X and Y came out. That's how I mean you started talking. That's true. When did X and Y came out? That's that's like that was I like that fall. I feel like. Uh, Y release October twelfth, twenty thirteen. Full year later. Wow, yeah. man, that that time must have just flew by. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's also been a decade. So. That, yeah. <laughs> time is a flat circle. As yeah, you, as you get older, like me, time just becomes irrelevant. You know, that's true. I mean, time's been irrelevant for me for since high school. Yeah. Um, I was very bad about going to first <laughs> time management. Um, yeah. Uh, Revenant Hill. Yeah. Don't even remember what that was about. It's like, this is the one that I think where you're like, you're like this, like cute little black cat. And you're like, I think like a witch is familiar or something. Oh or yeah. Like okay. Dealing yeah. With witches or pilgrims yeah. or pingans, mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I like cats. Mm-hmm. So this seems like it might be like a fun little few hour thing. Okay. Uh Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, a weeb game. Uh, were you interested? Um uh, so Loki, yes. I figured you were. That's why I, I phrased it like honestly, that. Honestly though, I didn't know that it was the sequel to Grand Blue Fantasy for longer than I'd like to admit. At first, like just like the way that like the combat looked and like the way that some of these like characters looked, I was I'm, like my first thought was, are they really making a new Tales of game already? <laughs> We just got a rise like last year and it was like mm-hmm. darker or like gritty. And I was like, is this a new Tales of game? Yeah. Um, but it's not the case. It's Grand Blue. And you know what? I'm I'm more interested in in that than I am in most of the other things. Yep. Then so, yep. uh, uh Dogma 2. Yeah, also another Street Fire 6 trailer. Whatever. More Street Fighter. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's I, uh, I wanna play a, it. Yeah, I'm not a fighting guy like person myself like outside of like smash and like occasionally mortal Kombat, um but it looks cool and i really like like sort of like the origins of yeah. street fighter you know like just like how that game got made and like mm. how they wanted to represent like different cultures and things like that i thought it was really cool and unique and you know more power to them and like i mean the cinematics look sick yeah. so like if the 
if the fighting game comes out and it looks like that the whole time, then you know I'll yeah. I'll think about it. The beta would looked really fun. I watched like Maximilian do to play some. Um, there's a few games we can skip, but yeah, you, you mentioned Dragon's Dogma two. Um, I didn't play Dragon's Dogma or Dark and Darkness or Risen or whatever it was called, but there's a huge like cult following behind that game, and oh, yeah. people were really excited for it. Um, I know you're more into that medieval style. Does this interest you at all? It does, but I would need to go back and play Dragon's Dogma 1 first, yeah. um, which I might do. I'm pretty sure I own it from like a Steam sale or like a PS like Plus a or something. sale. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure I own it for some reason. So I like I might uh, do that whenever we get like a release date and like yeah. it gets a little closer to I might try it to see if it's something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more of like a medieval fantasy type of thing. So like it's definitely like up my wheelhouse of like, yeah. oh, yeah, let's see what this has. Because like I know that the people that like like Dragon's Dogma, they like I love it. Like, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's unhealthy how much they love it. So but but like yeah, that speaks to the game itself. And like how well it like does its uh audience so like yeah. you know yeah then we got a bunch of psvr2 stuff i see a bunch i mean like five things um it did nothing for me because i'm not a vr guy Beat saber yeah yeah which should have been there day one hey at least there's a free upgrade if you owned it on psvr1 but beat yeah. saber is a fun game i i do enjoy beat saber <laughs> Um, it is. I just can't believe that that that's like the thing that they're advertising for PSVR two because it's like this is a game that already exists. This is not new. This is not yeah. unique. They had like a full like two like, minute trailer. Yeah, like granted they gave us like the Queen pack and it's like okay that's cool. Like I can get down for some Queen packs, but like this is th it's not like an exclusive thing to VR. It's not like this is like technically better on the PlayStation VR. So it's just like. Man, they really just only had four games to show, so they, mm -hmm. they grabbed Beat Saber, and I'm sure yeah. Beat Saber is not upset about it. You know, like yeah. the more people that just know Beat Saber exists, the better. But yeah. like, I feel like most people, like it's probably an overwhelming majority of people, like if they own a VR headset, they have Beat Saber. You know, like yeah. what else are you doing? So on to the big guns. Um, they did close the show pretty well, especially for us. Um, so Bungie. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I was about to say, it's like, you, you said you were going to close the show. And I was like, hold on, sir. Well, we have not talked about. <laughs> the, the last like 20 minutes, right? So, okay, okay, yeah. so we get some awesome music starting, some cool colors, and then it happens. Bungie's name appears on the screen. So the only oh, thing, so oh. we didn't talk before the podcast about the show. I was driving home from work yesterday and I had to pause the show. And I see on my Apple watch, a text from you. All I saw was Bungie in like capital letters. I'm like, nope, can't look. They're like, <laughs> and like, it makes sense. Like PlayStation owns Bungie now. So like, I figured they'd be there in some capacity. Um, sure. like, a, like a destiny thing, which we'll get to. But yeah, so instead we had this awesome like trailer. The music was great. This, the art style was really fun. And I'm like, okay, this dude's running for a long time. Is this marathon? And that's what it was. And it is. Yeah, it is marathon. Um, I've known that they've been working on marathon for a while now. Yeah. Just, you know, like being tuned in and being such a diehard Destiny player as much as I hate myself for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but like it, 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 it was cool to see it. Like it's super cool that we actually got to see something about it. Mm -hmm. um, then. Yeah, then, then the it, gut punch came. Yeah, and then the gut punch came, and it's an extraction shooter, mm -hmm. 
and it's like look i'm if it's bungie i'm expecting it to be live service obviously because the past decade of their lives have been live service that's why a place you should like, bought them is for their live service skills yeah like their expertise because like how many games have come out that have been labeled a destiny killer that immediately like died and like here destiny is 10 years later mm -hmm. somehow still going and not even just like Brucking a log like it's it's doing well you yeah. know like they they've got great power like they've got great player base they've got great blah 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 and like you, you, no matter what like any bungee game feels good to shoot in and that's so, why like, that's why destiny succeeds yeah. at the end of the day bungee knows how to make a good shooter there's a reason why halo hasn't been the sauce since bungee left like yeah. halo 4 was a fine multiplayer game Halo Infinite has a really good multiplayer mode, but Bungie understood what made Halo Halo, and 343 misses the mark. Yeah. Unfortunately, I hate saying this. I love Halo. I really liked Halo Infinite's multiplayer, but that game is dead. Like, no one plays the game. It's, it's a free-to-play game, and no one's playing it. It's so yeah, sad. Yeah, um, I have so many fond memories of Halo 3 multiplayer. Like, just me and the boys, Friday mm -hmm. night, like, LAN-partied up. Some of my, probably some of my fondest, like, memories, let alone gaming memories, and, like, I just, I haven't played Halo really since that, because, like, it's just, like, uh. You know, we should play some Master Chief Collection and boot up some Halo 3. Maybe. I, I would be interested. That'd be, that. that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the next one, another Bungie trailer then drops immediately after Marathon, teasing UBC and Ikora Ray at a campfire. Saying that she misses someone that she wishes she was that they were there. Abe sick is back somehow. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know if he's alive. I don't know if he's been like takenified or like yep. he could even be like a hallucination for all we know. So so for those who didn't hear, because uh, Jack's mic probably cut out for that since he was so excited. So Cade Six, voiced by Nathan Fillion, has graced us with his return. Cade Six was the best part. Nathan Fillion too. Yes. Like it like they got him back. So Destiny started off originally in a rough spot narratively. It didn't really pick up until Destiny, the Taken King, the first expansion. And like Nathan Fillion brought the sauce for that. Like that was when like the character of Cade Six really got really brought up and was this funny character and was everyone's favorite until another PlayStation showcase type thing where they announced Forsaken for Destiny 2, where they showed Cade Six being murdered and everyone was Which heartbroken. It was a good trailer. It though. was like that. That that was a gut punch. Like, so now, really here we are, four years later after Forsaken, and we get the final shape, our our final DLC of this saga of Destiny, the Light and Darkness, and Cade's back in some fashion. I have seen some videos. It seems like wherever they are is inside the Traveler, and or like a portal from the Traveler. Yes. Yeah, something along those and lines. Cade, we don't know for sure. Yet. Cade does not have his ghost, which makes sense, but Ikora does, so she's still alive. So the theory that people are thinking is maybe like, maybe guardians, of maybe of a certain caliber, or don't fully die. Maybe they go on to be inside the traveler or like a part of their soul or something, because his eyes are different. Like, yeah, he, he it strikes me as like, yeah, it strikes me like the essence of guardians. Like maybe they like go back to the traveler after their like final death, and like maybe that's why he's there. Um, but like obviously, like th there's literally no point in speculating now mm. because like I'm shocked that they showed us this trailer now and not at like 
the big bungee event that they did put a date for mm-hmm. for being in like August. Yeah. Um, that would have been where I would have expected like anything of like this magnitude. Like yeah. maybe at like Summer Games Fest with Keeley. Like I could even see maybe being like a big hype thing. Yeah. Um, but like I was shocked. It's cool. Um, I was super excited whenever I said Cade Six is back. That's more of like just sort of like the initial excitement. But like overall, like obviously, like they've known what they've wanted this story to be for a while now. That they have been just chugging along towards the finish line. So I'm sure that they are like, I'm I'm hoping at least that they're the story's going to make sense and that it's going to be payoff and it's not just going to be like a cash grab yeah. at the nostalgia. Um, because Cade was like a really special, important character. And like, even now more so with, um, Lance Reddick's passing, yeah. you know, like, and like now we have Sloan come in. So it's like now, you know, like there's speculation, like maybe we're going to see like Zavala kind of like get sunset and maybe like, um, Sloan has to like step up the mantle and like fill those shoes and like just different, you know, just theories, whatever. Um, but like, just destiny like, stuff just destiny <laughs> stuff the thing that i think is really important for people to remember though is that we've had we've not had Cade in the destiny franchise longer than we've had him yeah like from when destiny came out to when forsaken came out and he got murked and then from forsaken to now like we, we it's been longer of us not playing with Cade in the game outside yeah. from like voice dialogue that eventually gets replaced from like a strike or something that's still yeah. in there um but like like he's been dead longer than we had him he so. died in 2018 yeah so it's like you know it's uh like i i personally like they could have made it just ikora talking in general and like having that cool cut scene mm-hmm. and that would have been hype enough to just be like, all right, see more in August. Um, but the fact that we did get Cade and we did get confirmation that it is Nathan Fillion, um, it's like, okay, yeah, let's see what is happening here. Because like, if he's alive or like, if he's present, let's say, if Cade's present, like what other guardians are present? Like, you know, cause like th- there are some strong guardians in the lore of Destiny. Oh yeah. So like, that, mm-hmm. that opens up, a whole new world like is this going to be something that we're just going to see with like the light and darkness saga is it going to be like is this going to be kind of a way it's kind of like segue into like the next saga of destiny as well like who knows mm-hmm. but uh yeah i'm here for it and yeah. uh i i want to see Cade yeah. and crow meet oh yeah that would be mm-hmm. yeah that'd be I, I feel like Cade would definitely like taken in stride and crow is gonna be like ah fuck i i I did the thing i'm so sorry yeah and he was like oh you took a good shot uh there champ but you can't keep Mm -hmm. me down exactly so to wrap up the random things uh, for announcements the next announcement came from firewalk studios a recently purchased studio for playstation um the game is called concord it's supposed to arrive in 2024 another live service game gave me serious guardians of the galaxy vibes. Like during the actual trailer, they like the tone of it. They didn't show anything, just a title. Why even show it at that point? It is. It felt like they were trying to fill time. Uh, hey, remember that game studio that we just bought? Yeah. They're working on a thing. Yep. <laughs> the, like, like I said, this is live service, the showcase. So they had to show everything yeah. they had besides last of us, but whatever. Uh, Again, the fact that they didn't show the live service game in yeah. that regard means it's like, ooh, yeah, oh, there's there's 
problems brewing over at Nog yeah. Dog. Like think, the, the dog house, I think, would I, be my guess. I think you were on to something though with Keeley because like they were probably supposed to show that game last year and it wasn't ready. And I maybe they signed some deal with Keeley to where he gets to show it off first. So maybe that's why they haven't shown it and they'll show it off at Summer Games Fest. But also, like, you know, it's 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 even with Sony, like being the terrible doesn't know how to share with the other kids in the sandbox company that they are like, even they will like let Keeley like announce some like cool things that like they don't announce previously. So like it could totally be that, you know, like it could still totally be that big hype moment at Games Fest. But like. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something that Sony would do because they're greedy, filthy, money-mongering pigs. But, like, I don't know. Like, maybe they were good for once, but... Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah, then we have the Gran Trismo trailer, which we spoke about, and then... Literally the same trailer, just yeah. different order. But, like, I I'm interested in it. Like, yeah. I like racing, like, as a... Not, like, as a sport, but, like, I like racing stories. Yeah. Um, like the Ford versus Ferrari movie and different things. Like I like that baby like, driver. Cool. Yeah. It's fun going fast in cars. Yep. guys. Like if you can do it safely and responsibly, mm -hmm. it's really fun. So like I'm down, I'm here yeah. for it. So I'm curious for this next one, what you feel. Cause I know you're not a handheld gamer at all, but the PlayStation earbuds, the project Q, oh. um, the, basically when I mentioned the Wii U earlier, this is the Wii U for the PS5. Essentially, you have a streaming tablet controller combo that is going to do remote play locally for the PS5. It is not an OLED screen. It's LCD 8-inch screen. Basically has Joy-Cons, but they're PS5 controllers instead. I like handheld games. I don't like delay and input. So I can't see myself ever buying this thing because I wouldn't be able to use it for how I would like because of lag. But Oh, yeah. so it, it connects. It's not like a standalone thing. It has to connect to an existing PlayStation. It is Wi-Fi based. It is not local network based. It is Wi-Fi. Okay. It is not like the Wii U gamepad where there is a good signal. It is Wi-Fi. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That it, it somehow does even less for me than it already did. Yeah. Uh, in that case, which it was already at a zero. So it is, it is now like gotten to the negatives to where I'm looking at my DualSense controller and I'm thinking, what if I just mailed it back to Sony? Like it's it's now gotten <laughs> to that level of like it's like oh something's bad here. Um, even if this were like a Switch or like I shouldn't use that as an example. Even if this were like a new PSP or a PS Vita or whatever, like it's like hey here's a new handheld and like. Maybe there's some connectivity with like the PlayStation or maybe like just a direct competitor for like your Steam decks or your switches or whatever. Um, I still wouldn't be interested solely because like for me as a gamer, like I'm pretty much like doing it either like at my desk or on the couch. Um, I and like if I'm like out and I have if I have enough time to like do something gaming wise, whatever I'm like out and about or like. I don't know, like carpooling on a plane or whatever, chances are I'm either just going to be like playing on my phone or like just doing something else. Like I try not to let video games be a thing whenever like I travel on vacation, for instance, because I want to enjoy the moment of like wherever it is I'm on vacation. Yeah. Um, and like I don't play in bed because it's really bad for your sleep habits and I already have a lot of bad sleep 
like problems. I have sleep apnea that I'm still waiting on this stupid CPAP machine to get here so that I can stop sleep sucking. Uh, <laughs> but like, so it's like, like I don't have any screen time for like an hour before bed. Like mm. I read during that time. Um, so like, I'm not going to play it there in bed the way that you can, which I'm jealous of. Um, so like it, it does nothing for me, but like, again, if it, if it can be good and it can be there for people that can take advantage of it. Awesome. You know, like let's innovate. I am surprised that we got this over like a PS five pro. That, um, that's coming. I bet you that's next year though. I bet you, yeah, they just I now just... have PS fives in stock. They won't do that yet. That's true. I just, I would rather than see it swapped with like a PS5 Pro announcement, I would have rather them delay it and be like, next year, PS5 Pro. And also, like maybe they announce it at the same time or like the following spring, they're like Project Q and it like can connect and it's like really good. And maybe they could like have it not be Wi Fi based and have it be local area based where it's like not sucky. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see. We'll see the reviews on it. You yeah. know, I'm, I've never been like, the biggest like techie person whenever it comes to like a game specifically I'm, I'm more so like the home theater type of person uh where i'm like really looking into that on like sound systems um but uh like i just i want it to be good you know but like at the same time if it knocks sony down a peg or two um then that might be like overall good for them and like humbling for them maybe it will make them like be better well they have psvr too for that but um um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think back what I said to you, by the way, I don't think PS5 Pro is next year. I think PS5 Slim is next year. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like but a, no, I, well, I said it like, yeah, version. yeah, I, yeah. Like a new version. I would have expected a new version of the PlayStation mm. before the Project Q, and I would have tied Project Q probably not exclusively to the new version, mm. but I would have really marketed it yeah. with the new version. Absolutely. You know? yeah. That would have been what I and then they did announce the little earbuds, which I have the PS5 headset. It actually sounds pretty good. It's not very comfortable, but the earbuds are small. And if they have a decent microphone on them, sure. I mean, they're they're compact. So if you don't have AirPods for whatever reason, you know, sure, why not? Uh, yep. But then closing out the show, we have Spider-Man 2. Uh, 13 minutes they showed us. Long time. Finally. Yeah, finally uh, they showed us something that's not just a trailer. Yeah. Although to be fair, the trailer that they showed us at the beginning with Craven, that was pretty sick. So yeah, <laughs> they, they, there are technically two trailers. So if you go on YouTube right now, you have the Craven trailer, then you have the gameplay. The Craven trailer starts off with this weird looking dude, and I'm like, oh, that's a weird look for Craven. Just kidding, it's not Craven. It's some dude Craven's going to kill that they thought it could be like take Craven down. So be like a worthy prey, like yeah, Craven. Craven is what Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos like aspire to be <laughs> in that he they like th I'm assume I'm I'm not going to get into like any Craven backstory. This is just like how I would interpret Craven in like a modern day setting. He's so rich, he's gone out there and he's hunted every endangered and like dangerous animal that there is and like he's graduated to hunting people now because nothing can give you the thrill than like hunting another human person and so like that's what he's doing and it's like oh the thrill's worn off no one can fight me and it's like all right well like let's go fight a bunch of freaks and yeah. superheroes yeah. super villains in new york and like that's what i imagine like elon musk wants to be is like he just wants to hunt people for sport i'm assuming because like what else do you do when you have that much money um 
but yeah. yeah, I mean the trailer was sick. Yeah, that it was a it was a good oh, yeah. tone piece. It was a little awkward when they like showed like New York's map and the people he's going to go hunt. It felt a little cheesy, but hey, Spider Man can be cheesy. That's okay. And the, yeah. the and the gameplay had some cheesy moments too with like Peter like Yuri Lowenthal Yuri Lowenthal's voice. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, so a little cheesy, but maybe it's not the final cut. We still have a few months, if not longer, for that game to come out. But the trailer starts off. You hear uh, Craven's goons, which I'm sure will beat up a bunch of them in the game. Talk about Doctor Connors, you know the the lizard, you know famously from Amazing Spider-Man and No Way Home. But yeah, so then you see Peter come jumping through with the symbiote suit. It was awesome, dude. Like this suit fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that the combat that was utilized with the suit, like it, it completely changed how I thought this game was going to go narratively because I assumed that the symbiote was going to get like either dealt with quickly in terms of getting it off of Spider-Man or it was going to like not really change the overall gameplay of Spider-Man, but the way that like everything was changing with like the animations and the moves and even just like with how much more brutal um, spider like specifically Peter's Spider-Man was being like doing the finishers and things like that on the goons like it was definitely like setting a tone it's like oh yeah this is gonna be like this is gonna be a very big part of the thing and mm -hmm. like they really went all out and um, like by the end of this whole thing for Spider-Man I remember thinking to myself man I really wish this were coming out next year because it just has no chance of beating Tears of the Kingdom. And yeah. I want I want the Spider-Man game to, like, get that. Because before this, it was God of War. And it's like, again, like, how do you fight that? Yeah. So, like, it, like the Spider-Man games, it's kind of like Horizon in that it's just destined to come out in a year where it will never be able to get the accolades that I feel it deserves. Um, but like everything that we saw with the gameplay and everything like that, like the iterations, like them having glide suits now and oh, like going so like cool. this and the, like the slip streams of wind and thing like that. Um, like everything about it is, is just like calling to me. It's so cool. And like, I love that they are innovating like yeah. with this like game in this franchise, um, pretty much everything about this that I saw, I was like, yeah, this is sick. And it's like, the part where like miles is like like surfing with the the drone or whatever hmm. and it's like does it make more sense for him to just web up to the bridge that's literally over his head that we can see in the frame yeah but is this like a really fun cool comic book sequence that we can have instead yeah are mm -hmm. they gonna do the cool thing instead yeah you better <laughs> like it's, it's fun there was a moment in the trailer where they, I thought they were going to do something and they didn't. And I was so happy. So when I get to the water and you see like the boat blow up or whatever, I'm like, don't Tom Holland this, please. Like I thought that we were going to have that moment where he like holds it together. But thankfully we didn't. But like the fact that you can switch between Peter and Miles, which was, you know, what we assumed just to know how they were going to do it. Still don't really know how I wonder. So talking about like the plot and like what this game is going to be about. Clearly this is early in the game. I originally thought the game was just going to start off spoilers for Spider-Man post credit scene from the Marvel Spider-Man game in 2018. But you find out Harry Osborn has cancer. Norman Osborn has him in a tank where he's like trying to heal him. And you see the symbiote inside that tank. Norman doesn't know it's there. 
but like it's just in there somehow. I thought this game was going to start fighting Venom, like Harry Osborn Venom, and then the suit goes to Peter. So I don't think that's what happened because this is the first time Miles has seen Peter in the suit in the trailer. He's, he makes a point of that. And he makes a comment, Peter does, about needing to save Dr. Connors for Harry. So I think Peter found out about Harry when visiting him or something. The symbiote attached then to Peter, probably because it sensed the strength within him. And this is early on. Do we still see an actual proper Venom? Because I think what could happen, theoretically, and I don't know if they'll do it this way, what if the symbiote leaves Peter to go to Harry we have a third playable character as Venom. Uh, I because they have they they spent the time and the money to make the Venom powers and the Venom UI, but I don't see having that be Peter the entire game. I see it being like forty-ish percent of the game. Enough that they like built out like a new like set of like animations and like powers and things like that. But, like, I think it's very much going to be, like, a character-driven game of, like, that battle with, like, the symbiote internally and, like, yeah. also with, like, Miles externally. Like, I think we're probably going to have some, uh, probably multiple fights where we're as Miles fighting mm -hmm. against Peter um, in order to get the symbiote off. Um, I would honestly prefer they not do what you just said. Um, I think it would be better if like maybe like he comes out and he, like harry has the symbiote but he's like lost his mind or something he's not in control um peter stops him the symbiote goes into him and he can control it so he's like cool i guess i'll just hold on to this then mm -hmm. and then he finds out it's like oh the symbiote was because like they were trying to heal him he's dying and it's like well who's the smartest geneticist i know dr connors let's get him and maybe he can like fix you and like that's going to be the story and we're going to see that that like linear downgrade in Peter's like control over himself as the mm. symbiote feeds off of his anger and the stress and like all of these different things. And then like, eventually it's going to get dealt with and like either some of it or all of it is going to scurry off and it's going to find its way to like maybe Eddie Brock. But like, I think that'd be kind of weird since we haven't had him introduced yeah. yet. So, I think like, we'll maybe... get Harry as, as Venom in this. I'd rather we have him as Green Goblin. I do too, but we or, still have Norman in the game. Or, best of all, I'd actually prefer they just kill him. Like, so, let the cancer win. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could be. But I, So we know from Tony Todd, who was the voice of Zoom in The Flash, which, by the way, series finale of The Flash was last night. Didn't watch it. Just throw, throw that out there. After nine seasons, that show's done now. The Arrowverse is dead. But yeah, Tony Todd who is the voice actor of Zoom, is now the voice actor of Venom in this game. He is the one who confirmed that the game is coming out in September a few months ago, and Sony still hasn't put a date on that, even after this showcase, but whatever. So we are getting proper Venom in this at some point. So Yeah, so it's it's just going to be whether or not it's a character that like we like have already known, or it's going to be a character that we're introduced. But like again, like chances are, if you've literally ever seen a comic book, you understand like who Venom is. Like we we had a Tom, like we've had two Tom Hardy movies yeah. with it. We had a Tobey Maguire movie with it. Like it, it's kind of like Batman's parents or Uncle Ben at this point. Like mm -hmm. we we get it. We understand. You don't have to hold and hold us. We get it. You what, know. What if Raven gets the symbiote? 
No, I don't but, see that. So like the the way I could see them going with this is you know they have a couple routes. Um, if you know, I think Peter will lose the suit at one point. That's why I initially thought. But the whole idea of having them spend the time to make the the gameplay with this Peter Venom version. So I think the end of it will be Venom and Craven versus Peter and Miles, having them be, you know two v two style. But what if it went a different route? You know, maybe, maybe we'll see other things. I want Craven to be the villain for the first half of the game, and then Venom to be the villain for the second half of the game. I think that would be, and it, it, we could also see like a tonal shift in their development. Yeah. Um, I also think that, like it, I. I trust Insomniac, so if they decide to give the symbiote to Craven for, like, that fight that you just described, like, okay, I'm sure it's going to mm. work narratively. I just don't see that with, like, Craven historically, because, like, he is, like, like, he's the Chad, you know? Like, he is the apex predator of, like, like what a human can be without getting, like, juiced with super soldier serum yeah. or cybernetic whatever. Like, he is... And, like, he takes pride in that, you know? Like, he is, like, the apex of what a human being can reasonably achieve. I don't see him taking a cop-out and being like, well, I can't beat this guy that, like, I can't beat Spider-Man unless I juice myself. Like, that, he, I, he's never gonna take that, you know? Like, yeah. unless it's, like, through some sort of, like, weird, potentially, like, um, like, racially appropriating, culture appropriating, like, African, uh, like ritual where he like takes on like beast powers i could see more yeah. so of that um i don't see him taking the symbiote suit um unless the symbiote is just like sleeping around like hard yeah. like just like hot symbiote summer it is just like on every character by the end of it and you're just fighting different versions of it until you finally like either get it or it finally gets away to like it can be there and like maybe that's like what this like Tata person is voicing is like maybe he's voicing all of the versions of the symbiote aside from the one that's on Peter you yeah, know like it could be and like yeah I, honestly I would rather I would rather it go to like what if we saw Norman as the symbiote good you know because like he is historically also a pretty bad dude and um oh, oh if I don't know. I just find it... I think it would be really weird and hard to write for an entire game of us having um, Agent Venom as, like, a playable character. Yeah. The way that we have both of the Spider-Men. Yeah. Um, and, like, honestly, like, I could even... Like, I would even be down with them, like, because, like, we say it all the time, like, with what we want in, like, the MCU with, like, the next Spider-Man trilogy. Like... I could even see uh, Peter Parker's Spider-Man dying yeah. and the like, hey, it's just Miles moving forward. How are we going to deal with that bombshell on the third one? And that would be like that overarching thing. And maybe that drives Harry, like maybe Harry blames Miles for something. So he becomes the Green Goblin like yeah. proper. Or, or Hobgoblin. Yeah, there's just, there's so many options. There's so many things that could happen with this game. Like both from like, a, if they take any inspiration from literally any of the like billion Spider-Man comics that exist by now, or just like, you know, just whatever they cook up and come up with. Cause like the first Spider-Man game was one of my favorite games of all times. Like it hit me in the feels. It had such a good story that like, I forgave the little shortcomings here and there. And it seems like they are really innovating on top of it to where like, this is like 
probably not going to be a 10. Um, it's probably going to be like an 8 to a 9, but I know that it's going to be like a hard 9, 9.5 in my heart. Yeah. You know, like for me specifically. Oh. Um, so like at this point, like literally don't show me anything else. Just tell me when I can buy this and download it onto my PlayStation. That's all I need now. Yeah, and I don't you know, know, like it, it looked like a banger. That's all I needed it to do. <laughs> I 100% agree. It can't get here soon enough. I, I do think we'll see it, you know, September, October time frame, like Tony Todd said. We don't have to wait too long, though, because it's, you know, already almost June. So only a few months until we get that. We have a lot to play in the meantime. There's Tears of the Kingdom. So There's Final Fantasy. We got Street Fighter, all kinds of cool stuff. Dude, Diablo comes out like next week or, or something like that, or, or two weeks. It comes okay. out on the sixth. I'm pretty sure of June. Wow. Like, there's so many. This things. year, 2023 yeah. is a huge year for games. Period. And movies, movie, lots of good movies. Barbie trailer today, awesome. Yeah, it's it's yes. yeah. Even with the writer's strike, there's still so much that you can watch. There's so much that you can play chances are there is something out there that can like take your attention for a couple of months until this game is here because it'll be here before you know it. and we'll be here yeah. to talk about it all probably yes <laughs> maybe i mean the world the world could explode by then like yeah. we could go full-on apocalypse any day now so like if that happens like we're eating people you know like we've got bigger problems <laughs> exactly but yeah uh this so this has been a pretty long episode i guess it makes it for last week's non-episode sorry about that guys uh hopefully obs works when i press the stop recording button this time yeah just remember blame kyle not me i'm on your side viewer listener I, like i'm your champion kyle is the bezos like villain in this story like he it's is the far. lex luther too far he is he is the xenophobic sexist racist evil okay. person <laughs> He is the bad guy that you want to direct all of your ire towards. <laughs> I am your Superman. I am your God now. <laughs> but maybe, okay, yeah. Maybe we won't be here next week, guys. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like that about wraps it up. It sums up yeah. like the yeah the state of well, state of play. State. Of, it should have yeah. been a state of play showcase. Should have been a state of play. The show. It, this wraps up the showcase. It should have been thought. a state of play. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it uh, was a showcase. It should have been a state of play. We got what we got. So until next week, I'm Jack. My name's Kyle. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>